Uh, welcome to Bellwether Friends. Definitely not the first podcast featuring a discussion of pop culture and why we think you should like what we like. You should trust us because, because we're librarians. <laughs> I'm Anna, and it's 2018. No, we did that last time. I don't know. I'm tired. It's cold. I'm Aline, and <laughs> Anna's been singing "Proud Mary" all day, all two days, weekend. Two days. Yeah. <laughs> Every couple of weeks we're going to get together and chat about a pop culture topic or two, what we think and how we feel. We'll end the show with our current obsessions. Today we have a special guest with us to talk about our many holiday romance movies that we've been watching. It's Corey. Hi, Corey. Hi. <laughs> I'm also a librarian. Woo! Hey! She was on episode uh, talking about... <laughs> we will co- connect you. We will link Corey's past episode in the show notes. She discussed historical romance with us right. a while back. A while back. And as usual, we will have copious show notes linking to the movies we talk about. We're going to probably talk about mm, 40 or so. Who knows? So many movies. Many, many movies. Yes, we were talking briefly before recording, and Anna and I watched 36, Four. 34, I'm going to keep saying that, okay. 30, we watched well, 34 I mean, movies, we watch. and in the movies that we were just chit-chatting about before we started recording, there did not seem to be a ton of overlap in what Corey watched, so this should be fun. Who knows? We're going to have a lot of times where we're like, you know, the one with that thing, with the th- also the other thing. Because when we they were all talking have about Christmas the in the title. We talked about that too. <laughs> but also, I mean, we'll talk about this probably more extensively, but there are only about four plots. Right. Right. There are only four plots. Four? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. We can talk about them. We will mention, yeah. uh, we will be referencing our holiday romance movie checklist that we created and posted at the beginning of the season sometime in November. We'll add that to the show notes as well. And if you have one of those to follow along with, it might make some of our conversation a little more cohesive. Right. (laughs) But it probably won't. Probably not. So uh, we're just going to talk about some of the stats we noticed. We have a spreadsheet for our (laughs) 34 (laughs) movies that we watched. And, this uh, is a thing that librarians do for everything. Yeah. Just if you're not a librarian and you are listening, librarians make spreadsheets with statistics. They should. So we watched for everything. 34 movies. 34. And only one of them had a person of color in the main romance. And it was a Lifetime movie. Yeah. We've talked about this before. Right. It's more likely to happen on Lifetime than a Hallmark channel. But, you know, those are pretty terrible odds. Did you guys watch the one with the ballroom dancing? No, we didn't. We haven't we saved have it on the DR, but we have not watched it. So that one has Hispanic leads. Yes, Yay! it does. Was it good? Did you like it? Tell us everything. I did enjoy it. It was a little weird, so there was some weirdness because originally it was marketed as being set in Santa Fe, and there was like Luminarias, and it was Hispanic leads, and the whole thing seemed like it was set in Santa Fe, but then when it came out, it was suddenly set in Utah, which I don't know if they have Luminarias at Christmas at Utah in Utah, but <laughs> it was very much like if you have lived in New Mexico, which I have, it was very noticeable that it was obviously supposed to be set in New Mexico. It was, as many movies were this year and for the past five years, set in a small 
inn in a mountain town. Yes, yes. That was famous for its Christmas celebration. And uh, this one was not going out of business, but it had been bought by sort of a sharky company and was being renovated. Evil Corporation this is what we... This was easily mm-hmm. about six of them that we saw. There were sure. being in a small inn. One of them was run by Santa himself. Right, a couple of them, maybe. Sorry. I did, yeah. I Carry watched at on, least Corey. one run by Santa. <laughs> watched at least one where the inn was run by Santa and Mrs. Claus. So the woman who is supposed to redesign the inn, which this is also a, like, you know, big corporate woman comes to small town, finds the Christmas spirit. It's a big thing. Yes, yes, yes. It's from this small town, brings her adorable Moppet home with her and for this Christmas renovation and runs into her ex-boyfriend slash ex-dancing partner. Ah, yes. Uh, so many, many of our favorite plots all rolled into one. Including dancing. We saw two Oh, there's a sketchy boyfriend, ones. too. Oh, a sketchy boyfriend. That's good. There's a sketchy boyfriend, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we might as well talk about Wrapped Up in Christmas, which is the one that we watched that featured Tatiana yeah. Ali in the lead. It's an yeah. interracial right. romance. She's the assistant showrunner of the manager (laughs) and this was particularly exciting to me because it was filmed in utah and i could see my mountains and my downtown it was one of two movies that i watched this year with that exact same plot but it was the better one yeah i agree it was the better one and uh we enjoyed it in general although i think they didn't have much chemistry (laughs) the two of them but that is normal it was Super interracial. Normal. It was an interracial couple. Mm-hmm. So that's that was fa- her family was fantastic. Lovely. We loved her family. Oh yeah, her family. There were was there great. were nine people of color with Tootie. speaking parts. Tootie that was, was her sister. <laughs> so so we watched thirty four movies, and the number of people of color with speaking parts that we counted was eighty out of all thirty four movies. Yeah, yeah that's not a lot. Yeah. So, there were let's see one two three movies in which there were no people of color with speaking parts at all. <sighs> and several with one. Um, there were a couple of a couple of our checklists have written across them diversity, diversity fail. fail. Yes. Yeah, my mom would like to point out that very frequently when there is a person of color, they are the assistant. Yes, the or assistant, the sassy best the, friend. The receptionist. I did appreciate that there were two black lady editors. No, there were there were writers. at least three where they were making the reporter or the columnist or the whatever uh, her boss or his boss was the sassy black friend slash yes. boss. Like they were yes. like, you need to fill both these roles. Right, yes. right. Just like, yeah. yeah. We made note of things from our checklist as in when there was an actor you've seen a bunch of other places or maybe just like one other place that was super memorable. We counted adorable moppets yep. and cute animals. Yep. Not as many cute animals as adorable moppets. Although the Nine Lives of Christmas There were many had cute animals. A lot of Still them. our yeah. favorite like, movie. Yeah. Well, they had two cats, but they the cats they were also, there all the time. Right. Which was exciting. Corey, did you so for hey it's that guy of like famous person or person that you know from somewhere else, do you have like a yeah. a favorite that you saw where you were like, oh, it was 
So I have been terrible at at knowing who Hey It's That Guys are since Fame Tracker, which I think is where that original <laughs> it originated. Is, yes, it's been gone for a long time. <laughs> I miss you, Fame Tracker. I'm really excited that Previously.tv is doing long-form old-school recaps. Very good. Like TWAP. It's very good for my life. I definitely liked the all of the famous black actors in Wrapped Up in Christmas. Yep, that was great. Also, the main character... In that is the guy from the not the main guy, but the best friend from Roswell. Really? Huh. Yeah. Too old. Too old for that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like there were a couple of them in the Christmas Cure. I don't think we watched the Christmas Cure. Yes, that yeah, was the one where Bobby from Dallas is the dad. <laughs> Patrick Dallas. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm uh, that one, and so those were some of my favorites. I also like. I'm a big fan of the librarians show tv show oh and so i'm always really excited when lindy booth shows up what what did lindy booth show up she's in she was in the 12 trees of christmas which i watched again this year but it's from a couple of years ago in which she is trying to save her small town library by putting a bunch of christmas trees in it which i am against putting christmas trees in public libraries but it's a cute movie and we might have that one on the dvr i think so was in one about an evil corporate lawyer trying to take over, or a real estate guy trying to take over the building in which she runs a music studio, a music school. Really? From a couple of years ago. So my mom refers to her and Alicia Witt collectively as the skinny redheads. Oh, okay. You yeah. like a skinny redhead. Yeah. And we enjoy the skinny redheads. And so, yeah, we'll watch anything with either Alicia Witt or Lindy Booth. Is Lindy Booth the skinny redhead in Annie Claus is Coming to Town? Let's see what let's go see what she looks I like. Watch that one. Okay. Is there? I think there might be a third skinny famous skinny or not you know famous but a third skinny redhead who shows up in these things. Speaking of libraries in danger. Yeah. Anne Hayes showed up in Looks Like Christmas, mm-hmm. in which a real estate guy was in charge of a project where the historic landmark library was supposed to be torn down including the quote we need that library torn down by christmas (laughs) (laughs) that was a great one it looks like lindy booth is not annie claus is coming to town she's this one oh i don't recognize her me neither but she's she's great okay also the librarians is great it is by the people who made leverage and it is about librarians saving the world they're not really librarians they're archivists but it's fine (laughs) it's my favorite it and the magicians i'm really into like shows about regular people who just like realize that they have magic and then save the world from evil forces right now 2017 2018 i don't know why that seems we could do some of that where i'm at right now um yeah so those are my then i mean the guy from roswell is totally a hey it's that guy but otherwise i was glad to see elizabeth mitchell in Kristen's christmas past i don't know oh, if, have that. you seen that one? Oh, so that was a really good it one it was a really interesting the one woman the plot was different unreal yes the plot was different the woman from unreal is living in new york she is still best friends with her best friend from high school. Who was a boy. Who was oh, a boy. Man. She's yes, also he... from Roswell, by the way. Oh, yes, really. okay. Yeah. Sherry Appleby. Yeah, yeah. So, and it's 15 years later, and... She's broke. She's broke, and she is a music producer, and her best friend is independently wealthy. Yeah, he's like a 
tech guy or something. Oh, right. He had an app. He made right, an app right. that, that changed the world. And so he's a zillionaire. And she she gets sent back to her past. She gets sent back to high school. But she is there as her 28, 32-year-old self mm-hmm. talking to her teen. You know, she just, like, shows up. She's like, yeah, I'm uh, interviewing for NYU. I'm a student liaison. So her her past self knows it's her from the future because she was able to confirm that it was her. But right. she's unable to persuade her to, like, not make the life choices that are going to make her, like, move to New York to be with this terrible boyfriend. Oh. It turns out that her guy best friend from high school has been in love with her this entire time. And she... Oh, so- only figure it out when she goes back into the past and sees what a nice guy he is so people who have been in love uh, either like unrequited or just like meeting up again it's like my story catnip all right sleigh bells ring from this year is about a woman who comes back to her small town meets up with her high school boyfriend sees there's many of these yeah her aunt is has an antique, antique store dealer yep she's a pink ranger dealer. yeah so that movie was good uh, there's a notable Moffat and real Santa Claus. Yeah, Mr. Winter. <laughs> Mr. Winter, yeah. that's right. There was one that I don't know that it was that it was from this year, but it's about a girl who takes her she's a children's book illustrator. She's a children's oh, writer. Oh, is it the 12 gifts of she Christmas takes, or whatever? Yeah, she takes the, the the she takes the 12 gifts of Christmas is a totally different movie about a personal shopper. There are a lot of right, personal yes, shoppers. But it was the it's the but one it's, where yeah, the she 12 gets the gifts, gifts are for her dad. Gifts, yeah, are for her oh, dad spoiler actually. Spoiler alert. And the, sorry. Sorry, the children's book illustrator has been in love with her the whole time so i love I that, that guy super cute have did you see he the was one in other ones too. in he was also in was he in the trolley square one yeah trolley yeah square. he was in the trolley square one so there was one hold on this mm-hmm. is a good one Be- sharing christmas from this year okay and it's set in New York City, but it's at this fictional shopping plaza oh, called I did see that one. Trolley yeah, yeah, Square. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Trolley Square water tower is in Salt Lake City. <laughs> and that's the other one that's this exact same plot as Wrapped Up in Christmas. Yes. But yes. So it has the yes. same guy, and it's not as good as Wrapped Up in Christmas. Right. But we but like that guy. That guy is really cute. Guy. He yeah, is really cute. cute. And there were still five people of yeah. color that got to talk, so that one wasn't so bad. They waited um, to kiss until 158.08, but that was not the latest kiss no. i did like the whole secondary romance plot in yeah. that sharing christmas yes with the with the bookstore guy no that was wrapped yes. up in christmas that had the secondary plot romance oh. with the bookstore guy oh really yes yeah. sorry so because they were also people of color right one of the things that happens to me when i'm watching hallmark movies is that i'm often like i'm not straight enough to understand what's happening here because they like I generally think that women in as a whole are attractive but the men that they cast are like I think like very strange looking in general and mostly gay I often yes and and also gay I often am either like this dude is gay as as gay can be or I'm like I don't I don't get why this is happening here because that guy is not hot 
at all. We but spend maybe a lot of time shipping the wrong people. Yeah, that. right. We so we like the guy from the gifts and the trolley yeah. square one, and we also yeah. like the guy who has a little beauty mark on his cheek. The who, blonde guy. The blonde guy who was in Snowed in Christmas. Okay, they were I both... didn't really like Snowden Christmas, but I did like the guy in it. I like the guy yeah. in that he, his sister has a black husband and like... Yes, yes, that was nice. They, I, you know, set in Santa Claus, Indiana, but... <laughs> I liked the guy from the Mistletoe Inn. Yes. Did we watch that one? I think we did. Which was the romance writer convention. No. We did watch no. that one. Alicia Witt. We obviously have to watch it now. Yeah, we must, yeah. that must be on the DVR. Oops. They're both romance writers, and they're at a romance writing convention. I remember seeing an advert for that. Switch. And it's cute, and mm-hmm. there's a sketchy ex-fiancé, ex-boyfriend, which there's there are a lot of them, a lot of fiancés that are she obviously should not be with. Yeah, that's, that seems to be... I'm always intrigued by when sometimes in the opening we're like, oh, they're nice. Oops, wait. The boyfriend at the beginning never <laughs> makes it through. Never makes it. <laughs> wait, except for My Christmas Prince. Right. She was oh, already dating him. Okay, so we watched My Christmas Prince. Which and... is supposedly the worst movie ever. Although no, I wonder no, if that's a Christmas Prince. <laughs> oh. <laughs> this is There's not different the one that ones. Was, well, we didn't watch this one on Netflix. We watched it on, I think it was might have been Lifetime. So My Christmas Prince, she is in New York, and she's been dating this guy who who has a bodyguard, but she doesn't know he's a prince until uh-huh. they go home for Christmas in Wyoming, and he's, like, recognized by a royals watcher who works at mm. her local diner. And then okay. his parents send Marina Sirtis to, like, do damage control. Mm. <laughs> and they were together before the action started and they're together at the end it's not a spoiler nice. I know my, so that was a little bit weird yeah my favorite one of that plot was and actually my favorite movie of this year was the best Christmas present ever not the best Christmas party ever the perfect Christmas present which is about a guy whose job is to find Christmas presents for other people, but they don't, like, the person getting the present doesn't know that the person who bought it didn't pick it out. Oh, dear. Oh, Cyrano de Bergerac plotline. <laughs> right. His old frat brother calls him and is like, I need this girl to buy this my girlfriend a perfect present. Can you do it? And, of course, he ends up falling in love with the girlfriend. But yeah. the frat bro, while a bro ends up throughout the whole thing like not being a bad guy and has a secondary romance with another character and their romance like the way that they hook up is by watching asmr videos together asmr asmr is uh i'm gonna forget it's so you know uh when someone like i don't know different people have different triggers but you know when you get like full body shivers because like you hear something really nice or you like you have a memory or like uh, someone touches your hair, you know, that feeling that you get where your like whole body kind of gets like not goosebumps, but like you get like warm shivers all over. Yeah. Okay. That's called ASMR and the ASMR stands for autosomatic meridian response or something. 
and there's a whole YouTube genre of people trying to trigger that response in you because it helps you fall asleep. Okay. So what I have learned from watching a lot of these is that some people's ASMR is triggered by like crinkling plastic bottles or nails tapping, which are things that make me want to tear my hair out. But there are also ASMR videos of like nice British ladies whispering about giving you a facial. Which Ooh, is that's really better. Totally amazing and makes me fall asleep. And there's this <laughs> secondary plot in the perfect Christmas present where both of the secondary romance people have insomnia. This is how they meet. Okay. Their yeah. meet cute is insomnia. It's very strange. But what I liked about the perfect Christmas present was A, the douchey boyfriend is, turns out, not douchey, just a bad fit for her. And B, she is like a social worker who runs a shelter for homeless kids or something. And she keeps doing that. She's good at her job. She's thought highly of. He likes her job. She doesn't quit her high-powered job to go live in a tiny little town. She's not, I mean, not that there's anything wrong with any of the other professions that we saw in any of the movies this year, but very few of them were helping professions necessarily Mm. like she was somebody whose job was like really we saw a lot of like journalists and people who wrote yeah we had a couple um, of vets right yeah that's true we had some vets yeah but I you know it was just nice to see like someone whose career was really important and didn't give it up yeah yeah we're we're for it and so I was like yeah 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 I like all of these things I did think the guy was probably gay but <laughs> we think that about all we of them. We think that about all of them. I'm gonna read off some of the pairings of jobs that we yes that we have here. We yes. have Santa's daughter on Rumspringa and toy store owner. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. have contractor and lady doctor, gingerbread chef and restaurant owner. We have real estate developer and dance instructor. Country music singer and aspiring songwriter slash failing tree farm scion. Oh, how right. many how many <laughs> raised on a Christmas tree farm movies did y'all watch this year? Because I'm pretty sure I watched at least six. three. I think there were three that I can think of. I watched one from a couple of years ago with the sister from Chuck called Fur Crazy. Oh my goodness, that's cute. Mm-hmm. I I definitely watched. I think I watched six raised on a Christmas tree farm. Three. We did marketing which... exec who hates flying and family Christmas tree farmer in danger of losing his farm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Christmas tree farmer. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I'm just picking out the tree lot slash farm owner and aspiring lawyer completely obsessed with the canceled ice sculpture competition. So I also watched two ice sculpture competition. I think we films. only managed one of those. Yeah, we only did the one. But... Here, as my quotes from that is... Oh, there was a good quote. Thanks for letting me chip. (laughs) (laughs) You have no idea how enchanting you look with a saw in your hand. (laughs) Ice sculpting has always been a part of who I am. And now I needed to help me decide who I'm going to be. Oh, boy. My mom was very concerned about that film (laughs) because she thought that the woman was, like, leaving law to just be an ice sculptor. I thought so, too. I was like, "Mm," because they set it up that way. Also, that movie made me really mad. She was leaving. She went to work for the mayor, right? Like, he offered her a job. Yeah, she was the mayor's assistant. Right, because she had 
done well planning this family festival, Christmas tree festival, which, or whatever it was. But like, my mom was like, you can't make a living sculpting ice. Sculpting ice. It's true. And that movie pissed me off because they spent all their time lying to her mom. Like, her dad was lying to her mom. Everyone was lying to her mom unnecessarily. Terrible. Terrible. We call that unnecessary deception around here, and it was the worst. We we don't like it in our romance novels. We don't like it in our peripheral characters. We don't like it at all. The the other thing that we really disliked was Farewell, Mr. Kringle, which the lead lady was Christine Taylor. She's like a jaded reporter, and she's sent to Mistletoe in Northern California to Mm -hmm. find out about this guy who calls himself Kris Kringle and, like, is the Santa for the town and to, like, find out about his story. And he has not answered to anything but Kris Kringle for 40 years, but she keeps calling him by his dead name and doing other... She It takes her forever to act like a decent human being. Yeah, it was really, really problematic. It was too bad. It was, like, too far. Yeah. We're not having any of that. So I wanted to say one of the ones that we liked was the travel writer and the beardy lawyer who end up, it's called, the movie is called Christmas Getaway, and they both were booked into the same cabin. I don't think I saw that one. It was good. So, so they're both booked into the same cabin, and for plot reasons they are stuck there because it bridges out right. and her car doesn't work and all these reasons and uh it's a classic romance novel setup but she, he's also there with his daughter and his mother eventually right. <laughs> so they have all this time for like up. family and there's also this other mom from his daughter's school who has been angling to oh, yeah. mm-hmm. get him and sure. so there's that as well but then the mom who has been like gunning for him like sees them together and she has this like little moment where she says, you know, I see you two and I'm out. Right. Yeah, that's great. It was yeah. good. I like that There's, one. I watched one where they were snowed into a cabin together where they were out up in the mountains for the guy's sister's wedding and it was she was the maid of honor best friend in the sister's wedding and she and the and the brother had dated like in high school Ooh. and split up and there was like an old family legend that if you spent Christmas together in the cabin that you would be together forever. We have that one um, on the DVR. I, I know we do because it's that one with that guy who's in all of them. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I liked that one. Part of why I like, and this is true in romance novels too, part of why I like the plot where they already have some history together is that the movies are so short and they often have so much else going on that it's nice to have some background between the characters rather than just having them fall in love in three seconds. I had a little bit of trouble with some something that we saw. I mean, we've talked about their utter lack of chemistry in our previous conversations about these <laughs> movies, the characters, mm-hmm. our, our conviction mm-hmm. that, the, that the heroes are gay and that the women have more chemistry with their best friends and so on. And Always. one Always. of the things that I am challenged by is this utter lack of chemistry and the single kiss in fi- at one hour, mm-hmm. 58 minutes, and 
being like, I that's not so much a happily ever after for me. And and it's I it's the same thing you're saying, Corey. I feel like it's I don't have a history. I don't I'm haven't had time to see these people connect. And so yeah, you are right. That's a good thing. I want to segue here to when the earliest kiss kisses were that we saw. We had two kisses that were in the first hour instead of the second hour. Really? Were they both in Lifetime movies? I don't know. We didn't check that. The first <laughs> one was Christmas List with Alicia Witt, where she has this checklist of what she wants to do for Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yep. she's yep. a fashion vice president, yes. and he's a construction worker, and he, like, kisses her when they're up on the mountain at 55 yes. minutes. That was the winner. Right. And then the other one was at 5931... And that was Farewell, Mr. Kringle, the one we were just talking about with the name-shaming. But the one I wanted to talk about was First Kiss at 122. It's 12 Men of Christmas. Have you seen this one? It's a pretty old one. No, I have it it waiting for me. Oh my god, I just watched it. So it it has Christian Chenoweth and the guy from Cougar Town and Anna Chomsky. Oh! Yes. She's like, so Kristen Chenoweth is like this PR guru, and she decides that the way to raise money for this Montana town that she's gone to after her boss is having sex with her fiancé, and so she leaves New York for Montana. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, So she decides that the way to earn this volunteer firefighter's money is to have them do like a nude firefighter posing calendar. Sure. (laughs) Like in that movie that I can't remember the name Calendar of. Girls. Yes. And so she and the guy from Cougar Town not only kiss at 122, they like have a morning after scene and they're clearly oh. having had sex. It's clearly morning after. Yeah, it's not I mean, on screen. We were like, what's happening here? Right. We don't right. understand. There, there's the cozy morning after and we're like, wait, wait, what? Have you guys ever seen A Boyfriend for Christmas? Sounds it's very it's very sketchy. It's older. Yeah, um, I think that was super creepy last concept. Yes. Like she asks Santa for a boyfriend and he gives it she, Santa gives her the boyfriend like 20 years later yes. and the guy yes, we did reminds me he the actor reminds me of the wolf from The 10th Kingdom and creeps me out. And he, like, basically shows up at her house and is like, I'm your boyfriend. And she's like, lets him in. Yes, that was so weird. It's very creepy. And the guy creeps me out. But I think that there's more smooching in that one throughout the movie. I think maybe there was more smooching. Like, I think we're going through a more um, puritanical time. So, yeah, we kept track. A lot of times there were several where there were... There were a couple where there were four kisses, and somewhere there were three. Mostly it was just one kiss. There was one, the one with the doctor who goes, where Patrick Duffy is her dad, the Christmas cure. Yeah, yeah. Where they end up sleeping together, but not having sex. They're just sleeping together with 47 minutes left. Right. It's very intimate. Right, that was interesting. But their first kiss was at... The Christmas kiss. Sorry, their first kiss was at 159.58. Oh my god, that was like the latest one. Yeah. Yeah. But they slept together, so, you know. Well, right. Sorry, the Christmas Christmas kiss? Kiss from a few years ago? They start, the movie starts with them kissing in an elevator. Nice. Like drunk on New Year's Eve or something. No, it can't be New Year's Eve. Anyway, at a Christmas party. And then goes from there. So I don't think they kiss again until the very end. 
Well, but even the one where the prince was already her boyfriend, they, they didn't, didn't kiss, kiss until, until an hour into it. Until an hour and one minute in. It was very, very weird. Very strange. I don't know what the deal is there. It's really weird. It is weird. So we were happy that um, Kristen Chenoweth was moving Got right some. ahead with her. Getting some. Yeah. <laughs> my, my favorite quote from The Twelve Men of Christmas is, You'll be back before you finished unpacking your purses. <laughs> That's right. Her sister says that when she's leaving New York. So I was trying to remember what my least favorite ones were. And the one, the, the gift to remember where the guy gets amnesia. Yes, we yep, watched that. Yep, yep. Pretty bad. Right. But the worst one that I watched this year was A Starry Christmas with the cowboy. We and the, one sorry Christmas. I mean that one. Okay, so that one was a diversity fail. That yes, that was. But yeah. we appreciated. Okay, so it's an astronomy all but dissertation. It's cool that she's science. Yes, yeah, right? cool. She's and a rodeo guy. So that one was. We were glad that she was a smart science lady. We liked I, the rodeo I was glad about guy. That. So, Here, um, so tell, and her name was Holly, seasonally appropriate name. <laughs> tell us what was wrong with it. Yeah. Right, right, right. Okay. So number one, I did not like that he was supposed to own a Texas ranch, but also be riding rodeo. Because yes. both of those are like more than full-time jobs. This is wrong. Yes. I And every now and then there will be a, a logistical failure like that. He has a Holstein yeah. calf. <laughs> right. Yes. The Jersey cow right. gave birth to the Holstein calf. <laughs> It's like, number two, I live in Texas. I'm from the Southwest, right? I've lived in all four states that border Mexico. I've lived in the Southwestern United States my whole life. I've known many a cowboy. They don't, like, ride buses with their 10-gallon hats holding their saddle in their lap. Like, it was super (laughs) stereotype. Um, (laughs) This is like when they get something seafaring wrong for me. Yeah, He's like the most, like, doofus cowboy, like, well, shucks, ma'am. No, his brother is. (laughs) Well, that's true. They both are. I liked his brother, the character of his brother, though. And then he, they fall in love, like, madly, desperately in love in, like, two days, which... Let me caveat this by saying that my husband and I fell in love in like two days. <laughs> That's <laughs> not realistic. Movies. I'm always like, this is so stupid. You know, they meet on this bus. They go to her parents' house. Yes. In New Jersey. As you do. Her shitty fiance won't come with her and wants her to turn down this amazing, huge fellowship so that they can stay in the city that he wants to live in. They fall madly, desperately in love. Like, this is fate. I can't live without you. In like two days. He rides a horse like through New Jersey <laughs> to get to her and this is the part that really bothers me oh okay this part <laughs> okay so the whole thing about why her boyfriend was wrong for her is that he didn't want her to move to New York or move to Chicago because he didn't and he wanted she her not to take this amazing Chicago. fellowship wherever it was that yeah. he didn't want her to take this amazing job because he wanted her to move to New York or whatever this guy owns a ranch in Texas and somehow, even though the whole reason her boyfriend was wrong for her was that she needed to be at this amazing fellowship, how she's going to date this guy who owns a ranch in Texas? She... Is he going to sell his ranch no. in Texas? They're going to Skype. <laughs> I mean... They're going to live no, on was... FaceTime during her fellowship. Yeah. There was a she's failure gonna... of the plot because the whole thing was like, here's this guy. You can't be with this one guy because you need to take this amazing job. 
<laughs> but, and we never address how you're going to be with this other guy okay, who lives but, much further away. But one of the things that we were tracking was instances of, of them playing Silent Night. And uh-huh. Silent Night was played on the harmonica in this movie. <laughs> this is true. That's right. I on the harmonica. Those... Wait. When Sorry Christmas was my least favorite. Of so the this is the part course. that I dislike the most about this movie. The quote, okay. you get on the bronc and it's like a vision quest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, that was also distressing. Monday is a day on the calendar. Christmas is Christmas. Wait, what? <laughs> I'm not sure I get it. <laughs> no one's at least not culturally appropriate. <laughs> right. So, yes, I agree that it was problematic, and it was a total diversity fail, but we just like when there are science ladies. Yeah. Yes, oh yes, I like science ladies. Mm-hmm. I am, what was our least favorite one? We really had trouble with Farewell, Mr. Kringle. We mm-hmm. had, oh, we had a lot of trouble with Christmas Dance slash Come Dance With Me from 2012. Don't watch it. Okay. If you haven't Andrew seen it. McCarthy Andrew McCarthy it, is the is guy. Which is probably the reason I watched yeah. it. Yeah, no, I so can't. So he's yeah. a real estate developer, and he wants to impress his boss by learning to dance for the Christmas party? Question mark? Something squirrely mm-hmm. like that. Something mm-hmm. like that. He has, his girlfriend is the boss's daughter. Okay. Oh, he wants to do it for her, I think. Maybe. Okay. She wants him to propose, like... Except really he's badly. Like a, it's like a boss's daughter thing, and yeah, he's it's like really weird. So it, he, but she's very much a Paris Hilton type. Yeah, that's very strange. Because they're in New York, and so he goes and finds a dance instructor. But of course, his dance instructor is the woman who has a dance studio in the building that they are going yes. to develop. Blah blah blah. Of and course. unlike in the trolley square one, where the best part about that was that right up front he was like my company is taking over this building and, like, I'm going to help you try and find a new space. He right. doesn't... He doesn't... Andrew McCarthy doesn't tell her. She doesn't find out until, like, the very end. And it's, like, this oh. huge betrayal and breach of trust, oh, after which you just no. want to kick him. Yeah. So that was, I think, one of our least favorites, and also a diversity fail. Coincidentally... The, the other diversity fail was Christmas Connection with Brooke Burns and Tom Everett Scott. Did you watch that one? Mm, no. She's a I flight like I attendant. I remembered a Brooke Burns, no, and Tom Everett Scott movie. No, I did not watch that one. Yeah, she, um, she's a flight attendant, and she does flight attendant very, very well. Oh, my well. God, she's she's really great at being a flight attendant. <laughs> <laughs> but and there's a very manipulative Moppet. Mm-hmm. But... It was just, it took forever. She was, like, stuck in Chicago, and they were trying to discover how her parents met because he wanted to mine her family story for right. a column. Right, he was a journalist who had to have <laughs> oh, a column yeah. for the season, and it it was kind of weird, and it was... There was a lot of that where it was a writer who was like, I really need a story, so can you... Be, there were a lot of those. Can you be my muse or be something? There was the one, one of the ones with the Christmas Inn that was failing with where the innkeeper was Santa Claus. Yes, yep. the one in Mistletoe, Chris, the, Indiana or whatever. Yeah, that, there was a lot of that. There was one, I think it was Christmas at Reindeer Lodge, where the, the black couple who's also staying at the inn with them 
with the main romantic couple is our a married couple who write their photographers and they're trying to do like a Christmas photograph book. I don't think we watched this they're one. They're trying to get pictures of reindeer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like for their book. And this, this Ian is famous for supposedly having reindeer, but there are secretly no reindeer. I think oh. that one's also pretty sure that one's also actual Santa and Mrs. Claus. So My mom is nodding yes to me that that one is also actual Santa. Your mom should be joining us here. Did you watch... <laughs> She's definitely sitting here writing me notes. She Her favorite was a Candace Cameron Bure book, uh, movie, but I don't watch Candace Cameron Bure because she disagrees with my existence and I disagree with her existence. Right. Yep. So if your mom wants to join us, that's fine. <laughs> or if she wants to keep writing you notes, that's, that's fine too. Fine. So we did you watch Last Chance for Christmas? No, okay. it's on my... So that waiting. was a real slow mover, but the the... <laughs> It features Santa's one of Santa's stable hands and <laughs> a, a, a lady okay. a lady reindeer farmer with a moppet okay. and a deadbeat mm-hmm. ex. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. all the things. All the things and the older doctor guy from Heart of Dixie is a rich boy who grew up to be a guy who wants to turn this town in Alaska into like a perfect winter wonderland resort and all he needs is the property of the reindeer farm to make it happen. Yeah. There's a misunderstanding in that one that annoyed me. The, I can't... Wait, I've seen this movie. The one that, no, the thing that annoyed me movie. is that the problem is that one of Santa's reindeer is lame and so they need to get a new reindeer but Santa can yeah, still yeah, yeah. manage to deliver all the toys. He just... He, he can't figure can't out any alternative. And so the, the best part about that one was that Mrs. Claus is super bloodthirsty and yes. was like arranging for um, the reindeer from reindeer to be kidnapped and just used. Yeah. So <laughs> That's awesome. You've probably seen it because it's from 2015. Yeah. It was yes. one that I think I've talked about this on the podcast before about reindeer being delicious. Delicious. <laughs> Sure. And because when I was a teenager living in Alaska, there was a, I don't know what the term is, a seeded herd of caribou. Okay. For that, that you could like get a permit and hunt and, and eat. And my dad was a hunter when I was a kid. And I... So whenever there are, <laughs> whenever you a reindeer see reindeer, plot, you're like, oh, they're delicious. I'm just like, mmm, reindeer. <laughs> yeah. So one of the ways that they, like, fix Christmas at Reindeer Lodge, like, all of their reindeer have just, like, gone off and not come back. It's a, <laughs> it's like a wildlife reserve that the reindeer have all just wandered off. Is that the, the woman... They them, aren't they? The <laughs> woman gets online and finds, like, a reindeer preserve in Alaska that has too many reindeer. And they, like, send them to her. That sounds vaguely familiar. That does sound familiar, doesn't it? Hmm. So my mom would like to say that her (laughs) least favorite movie this year was The Christmas Parade. Christmas Parade. Which is about a reporter who wants to be a serious reporter, but she has been on the, like, she's sort of a bubbly blonde and was doing the, has been stuck on the celebrity beat. And her fiancé, she finds out, is sleeping with a celebutante. And she sort of drives off in a huff and ends up in this tiny little Christmas town, which is, I think is actually named after some sort of Christmas thing. Yeah. And she ends up sort of getting, oh, she drives, she's trying to text and drive, and she drives into the local judge's fence. 
Oh, good. And he's mad at her about it. And so he, like, makes her do community service, including helping build the float. Float. Yep. The, yeah, the float for the parade. And the children's center is going to be shut down because it's going to be bought out by <laughs> the company. Sounds like a lot of things are happening in this one. Owned by the sketchy fiance. Anyway, uh, my mom just thought that the lead woman was insufferable and also needed to eat something yeah um she was she was like i'm at the like i don't want to body shame you but i'm concerned about your health phase right phase and it's distracting to me also my mom would like to point out that there are no fat people in any of these movies no we saw there were at least two i'm gonna look them up okay all right shuffle through papers but i do did you see a rose for christmas that was the last one we watched yeah we like that as far as parades go that one was that one was nice I thought it was intriguing um, because I don't know. I've I knew someone in college who had family in Pasadena and understood the Rose Parade culture and had made passing vague references to this kind of thing. And watching the process this way was was interesting. It was one of those little windows into a culture that you don't not everybody knows about. Maybe yes. maybe a lot of people do know about it, and I just missed it. You, if you watch the Rose Parade, you know more about it than some people. True, and I don't. <laughs> I have I maybe watched the Rose Parade once because when they're doing all those little tidbits, just like when you watch the Olympics, they tell you how many blossoms yep. went onto this float and so on. I like that one. I Rose liked Rose. that it was a week. It went a week after Christmas. <laughs> you know, everything mm-hmm. else was yeah. ending on Christmas Eve or or whatever. But we also, we watched All About Christmas Eve, which was a 2012 one with Haley Duff in it. Oh, yeah, that was a weird like Haley one. Duff. You'd like her? I do. Oh, good. I like her, too. I like that she's not like you were just talking about she the has... actors' bodies, and I like that right. she has what is evident in television as a little bit of meat on her bones, but I know that she's yeah. probably a teeny was... tiny thing, too. In a really great one where that was like a Beauty and the Beast takeoff where she worked for like a rare book dealer a few years ago and it's real good. Check that out. Yeah. I can probably find it. Did you find the ones? I'm still looking. You had, you had made some notes. I on did it, make so. some notes and they were normal looking people. I want to mention that we liked. So you said you didn't like a gift to remember, which is the amnesia one. <laughs> right. Yeah. What, what um, did we like about it? We liked that her. That it was low saccharine. Yeah. And that's true. Um, we liked that there was a secondary romance between her landlady and the Italian restaurant guy. Oh, yeah. That, that was, was cute. Was, and that the part that we didn't like was you have the most important qualification. You love books. As right. The, like she was going to yeah. be the manager of the bookstore. We're like, no, that's wrong. Inaccurate. I don't like that word paperless. It's not a world I want to live in. I know. Uh, I'll see if I can find any. I did take notes. You did. But I want you list off the seasonally appropriate names that we. Okay. There, there's so many guys named Nick. <laughs> mm-hmm. There was a Mr. Winter, a Marilee, uh, Holly, Noel, another Holly, yet another Nick, a Chris, a Carol, a Rudolph. Another Carol, Mistletoe, Indiana. Oh, Evergreen, Vermont. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. I liked that one. Yeah. 
<clears throat> oh, and Christmas at the Holly Lodge. I we think we've got that one, that one recorded. recorded. That one has Sammy from Days of Our Lives. Oh. Slash the woman from The Biggest Loser. Which I'm not a fan of The Biggest Loser, but I thought she was pretty good in it. Oh, so I found one of them that says a not skinny person with lines was Yay. Christmas List, which was based on a novel. That's the one with Alicia Witt where it's not that yes. kind of bucket list. <laughs> yes. Yes, not that kind of bucket list. I also have the note. Her mom zero chemistry. Her, Her mom, mom in that Oh my god, that that was a really I, maybe disturbing. that was the based on a book thing, but like her strained relationship with her mom. Her mom was the one that like had everything plastic and white. Oh, in right. the flashback, yeah. and then yeah, and she like showed up at her daughter's Christmas vacation and yeah. like at moved least into she the... left and trying to she taking did. it, trying to take it over. And I thought that was, I thought that was interesting because I could kind of relate to having these like things that you didn't do growing up that you wanted to do. Like I have only ever ice skated twice in my life. I didn't live near a rink or anything like that. And so that was one of those things that was on my list when I was a younger adult, and I did it. But I can relate to having a list of things that you want to do like that, and it was very weird that her mom was sort of trying to stonewall her. It was... She was... was She had her own, like, reasons for things I don't know well as do we all right but that (laughs) one so so do we not there was that other one we watched that based on a book but I don't see it in our list here did you guys watch the finding father Christmas and engaging father Christmas (sighs) no but we watched one where they were talking about God a lot and I can't find my notes on that oh the God one that was based on okay so there's a bunch that are based on like inspirational romances yeah Um, so so, pro tip, listeners, the better Christmas movies are on Lifetime yeah. or on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, oh, which is yeah. a separate set of Christmas movies from the, like, 33 original Hallmark movies released this year. Movies and Mysteries. But some of those are based on inspirational romance novels. But some of them are based on a not, like, I think that Engaging Father Christmas and Finding Father Christmas books are based on inspirational romance, but they're not god e. They're just really obviously based on Richard Paul Evans' books or what, whoever wrote those books originally. Right. The plot is a little bit more cohesive, and they also tend to get some slightly higher name actors in them. Okay. Um, well, we have one. Anna just found four, just found four that four did not more, make it so onto we the did spreadsheet. Thirty-eight. Oh. So that takes us up to thirty-eight, and the one that she was referring to was. Christmas Miracle, which was based on Karen Kingsbury's Maggie's Christmas Miracle. Oh, yeah. And in it, the adorable Moppet writes letters to God asking about stuff. You know, when you see my mom, I think he's got a dead mom. Right. And and it was numbered. There are not eight mentions of God that she counted. Mm -hmm. That was one of those, which... When when they said at the beginning, it's based on Karen Kingsbury's, I was like, okay, we're going to start watching it, but we have a free pass to turn it off if it's too gaudy, which right. inspirational romances and inspirational novels have a faith-based element that does not always manifest in it 
frequent mentions of God. It just has the context where the kid is writing to God instead of Santa or whatever. Right. So we are like a, a household where God is fine, but we're not Christian. And so we definitely like, it's a, it, it's fine if like God is mentioned in right. our romance movies, although it's a little disconcerting because yes. we're not used to it, but it is Christmas, <laughs> right? Right. It's Jesus' birthday, we know. Like we're Unitarians. So when we go to church on Christmas Eve, we're like, man, this is a lot of Jesus in church. <laughs> uh, there's so much Jesus tonight. What's yeah, up with there's that? There's usually like zero Jesus content in our church sermons, but we also found that there was like a little bit more troops coming home. Oh yeah, we didn't watch we the don't. troops ones. Yeah. That were on Hallmark movies and... I watched one with Mark Lucas from, okay. I think, two years ago. I, I like Mark Lucas. I thought that was from this year. Hmm. It might be this year. But they had done something strange to his head. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Just, like, not a, you know, not a big, like, let's get emotional about the troops coming home. Yeah. Uh, my, neither you know, are we. Avoiding, avoiding that. So of the four sheets that I just found, <laughs> mm-hmm. I would like to mention, did you watch from this year Finding Santa with Jodie Sweetin? Yes. Oh, and my goodness. Yes. So first of all, the most unrealistic thing in this one is that their book only takes 11 months to come out. The <laughs> right? most realistic thing. I know we, <laughs> I, that this was mentioned in... in our household as well we were like that's not how publishing works there was a lot of career shaming in this one Mm -hmm. but we appreciated that both of them ended up questioning their path that they had taken i just uh, i have trouble looking at jody sweeten i think really yeah i liked that one more than i expected to but i have trouble taking her seriously as a grown adult and see i thought I kept not remembering that it was Jodie Sweetin. Oh. So mm-hmm. that's that that's a weird thing because I am right there with you, Corey. I have a lot of trouble with people growing up or even people being middle aged or even, you know, the teen idols of my generation being the dads in all of the T V shows and movies now. Right. <laughs> but Thanks, I, Riverdale. I kept forgetting that it was Jodie Sweetin and then I'm like, Right, this is the one with Jodie Sweetin in it when while we were watching <laughs> it. <laughs> So speaking of, like, teen crushes now being the, like, leads in these movies, there are a few from the last couple years with Bethany Joy Lenz, who was, like, Chad Michael Murray's best friend in One Tree Hill. (laughs) And I thought was super... I did not watch One Tree Hill, but I did think she was really hot. And now she's, like, the adult with the five-year-old. And which, like, I'm also, like, that's my age range, right? Right, I'm yeah. 35. I have a kid. Like, I understand. But it is kind of a weird, like, oh, this is a crush from my teenage years. Yeah, I have not, I have not encountered anyone that I was like, oh, I had a, well, except for Elizabeth Mitchell. Right, Elizabeth Mitchell. Every time she, <laughs> she shows up, you're like, oh, hi. I was like, hi, you're the mom. <laughs> now, the yeah. other one is Once Upon a Holiday. From 2015, where the Princess of Montserrat runs away. I don't watch any Prince or Princess ones. We like Prince or Princess ones. This one was was interesting because, well, there was a lot of unnecessary deception on the part of the princess. Yeah. But they handled the running away and disappearing in New York kind of well. Yeah, you were like, realistic. (laughs) 
that would happen. That was interesting. But at the end, she, like, has to go back to her country to host the Christmas festival that the royalty has never missed ever. Sure, sure. And, like, he shows up to join her. And I was like, I don't think anyone in that country really wants to have a American contractor consort, but okay, sure. Right. But, like, her mom came around. No, her mom was dead. Her mom is dead. Her dad came around. No, they died in a car crash, or a plane crash. Well, then her vizier came ah, around and arranged for the dude to be there. Right. Because she was surprised by the dude appearing at her elbow to hand her out of the lit spoiler sorry to <laughs> hand her out of the limo at the end i mean we know they're ending up together right right but because the whole thing is that she she disappears and she's got her her vizier who's who plays the vizier mm, don't know not anyone of note and it's and so she's like super in trouble with not doing what she's supposed to be doing but she's the princess and if her parents are dead then i don't think anybody should be saying boo to her <laughs> That's true. <laughs> she never asked to be a princess. Right? That is what she well. says. I never asked to be a princess. Ugh. Well, too bad. Whiny. This is why Corey doesn't watch. She's a Marxist. Whiny. doesn't watch. <laughs> I'm a socialist. Thank you. Oh, sorry. You um, don't like Karl Marx. That's fine. It's the beard. No, Um. do you guys have, like, a movie from, like, past years that you'll watch every year, because... Yeah, we The do. Nine Lives of Christmas... Nine Cats of Christmas. No, nine, Wait, li- nine, nine Lives of Christmas, Christmas. right? Mm-hmm. No. Is there the a- Nine Lives of Christmas here? It's right here. It's right here. We even have it. We have the DVD out from the library. Brandon Ralph. Here in my hand. Cute. He is cute. So, last year's Mistletoe Promise... We like with that. That's got lemon. Lemon is in it. It's yes, with lemon, lemon Breland, and the ex-husband. Love of my life. Yes. Are you gonna I... watch Black Lightning? Speaking of Heart of Dixie. Yes. Okay. Good. Yes. Yeah. I'll watch anything that has someone from Heart of Dixie in it. Okay. I love that show with my entire <laughs> heart and soul. Also, one of my favorite lesbian storylines. We ever. haven't watched. We haven't watched. Uh, very. We're much. not far enough into it to no. get there, but now we will keep going. Yeah. No. So that's all one of Ellie the things that I was just her. reading about the Nine Lives of Christmas, and this is one of the. It's not the only reason we like it, but there's enough chemistry between the two of them. Mhm. And there are the cats, and we love the cats. But like cats. his his firehouse group of like friends is kind of charming. And gives him a little more humanity than his woodenness would on its own. (laughs) Mean. Poor Brandon. Also, she. My favorite quote from the Nine Knives of Christmas is where she's like, "Oh, I hooked up your stove while you were gone. Is that all right?" (laughs) (laughs) That was good too. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have one like that? Yeah, so I was going to say Mistletoe Promise is the oh, one that all... Oh, right, that's the one. Sorry, yeah. you did say that. Lemon Reeland, and also I love fake dating. There weren't that many fake dating ones that we watched this so, year. real true story about my life is that I had a crush on my husband, but he would not give me the time of day, so I convinced him that he actually had a crush on me too, but he's super nerdy and does not know how to ask girls out. So I convinced him he's giving me the... I mean, it's eyebrow race right now. He Don't is, worry, no I one will hear this, I'm sure. That we should do, like, a fake dating. We worked together, and I was like, summer is boring. I was 
totally thought that he did not know what I was doing, even though he totally knew what I was doing. <laughs> I was like, sure, Corey. I convinced him that we should do a fake dating thing and convince the people at work that we were dating as like a way to just hang out more. And he was like, sure, we should do that. So and... sneaky. So sneaky. Oh, fake dating. I like fake oh. dating as I a like trope as yeah. well. We, yeah. didn't, we didn't have that many. Um, yeah, other, other things that we tracked before we get to readers' <clears throat> advisory... We had, I think, three movies where there were gay, lesbian, transgender, or otherwise queer-identified people got speaking parts. Yeah. The one with Haley Duff had two drag queens. That's true. The one with Haley Duff had two drag drag queens queens of color. They were super stereotypical, but they were there. And we had two... Um, disabled characters with speaking parts. That was unusual. two disabled characters with right? speaking parts. It's very exciting. Parts. Wait, which in, movies in were 40 they? Movies. <laughs> okay, so all like, I want for they? Christmas, um, mm-hmm. which is this advertising vice president lady who's like super hardcore, and she gets it's like what women want. She gets to hear the things that people want. Mm. And she's working on this ad ad campaign for this company of a guy that she's pissed off in the past. And he has Mm -hmm. a daughter who has, like, a foundation because she has some debilitating disease. Mm. And so she gets to talk. And then in another one, one one of the guys does, like, some... I don't remember what it was. Oh, what was the other one? I think it was a hero was like signing with a hearing impaired kid, but I don't remember exactly what it was. I just marked it. It was extremely fast, whatever it was. Snowed in Christmas says it has a disabled character. I'm looking at your. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the one I think <laughs> where he's like signing with someone. Okay. Hmm. Okay. And proving that he's a good guy, probably. Right. The things that were not on our checklist that we started tracking were, like, if they went to a Christmas tree lot or farm, which they do. Mm-hmm. They if do. They, if they had a snowball fight, if they baked cookies, if they decorated for Christmas. Go on a sleigh ride. If someone was retiring, <laughs> thus <laughs> mm-hmm. meaning that if someone wore nude nail polish, which... So there's a whole lot of nude nail polish, and is this when a we're going to talk about yeah, makeup? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, let's talk about makeup. So I cannot figure out what kind of dreadful makeup artists are doing this clumpy mascara. Yeah, my mom's like, people don't wear fake eyelashes, like, around, do they? Like, she was really concerned that this was a thing that, like, Xennials were doing now. Yeah, no, and just like please reassure wearing... her that people are not wandering around at work on a Tuesday wearing fake eyelashes. Well, maybe advertising executives are. How and maybe, and I was like, look, no. I'm just, I'm just one Xennial, right? <laughs> but I don't, I own fake eyelashes because I'm a belly dancer, but I don't wear them with the like time. a full smoky eye to work. On a Tuesday at the pet food store, right? Right. right. <laughs> yes. So at the children's library, <laughs> like. I mean, the fake eyelashes are great, and sometimes they have the kind of fake eyelashes that are just square, 
and sometimes mm-hmm. they have the fake eyelashes that have a little bit of a natural like mm-hmm. shape to the ends mm-hmm. of the eyelashes. But the ones that don't have fake eyelashes, they have their pink and green Maybelline that they have just putting been putting 17 coats yes. on, and it's one that they bought in 1987, so it is like yes. solid. Yes. <laughs> and I don't understand. Throw out your great lash. It's only $4 by any tube. Oh my gosh. Yes. Also, there's like one pair of earrings that shows up in like five Hallmark movies because <laughs> it's a same costume rack. It's like silver, it's like chain dangles. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, mm-hmm. and then I really, really like it when someone has blood red nail because then it's not a nude nail and that's great. Yes. And there aren't yeah. that many blood red nails. And so I think that should maybe be on the checklist for next year okay. as a rarity. There was um, someone who had like blue nail polish or something like it was notable. No, it was green nail polish, mm-hmm. but it was dark green nail polish. Yeah. It was notable. Very notable. And the... There's lots of sort of heavy face makeup, but that's just television movies, really. Right. right. And there's not a lot of... There's just a smoky eye. There's not a lot of, like, charming lipstick. You can t- always tell if there's a bad lady she's wearing red lipstick. Right. Like Taylor Swift. Yes. This is why I wear so much red lipstick. So right. that everyone just knows when that, they meet me. That you're a bad lady? you're evil. <laughs> I... I actually also own Slytherin green lipstick. That's good. I feel like everyone should know. Up front. That you're Let's a Slytherin? Absolutely. Slytherin. We are also tracking if they ever mentioned that other, that non-Christians exist. And there, oh. were, there were just a few. Oh. There was There's the... a movie from a few years ago where the a Jewish girl is tired of her mom asking her about boyfriends. So she has a fake engagement with the Christian guy and they like take each other home to Great. their families. And she's adorable. And I'm going to have, I'm, I'm going to find yeah, it. Look that one there. up. So the only ones we have were the flight. And the Bialik. Right. Flight one. Before yeah, Christmas one. with Mayim Bialik. And uh, just a few one-off references to, oh, there was the one where, Haley Duff is a party planner, and she starts out with her um, Christmas-themed bar mitzvah yes. idea. <laughs> that was good. I liked that. <laughs> they said it wouldn't work, but it does. And then um, in Kristen's Christmas past, I believe her deadbeat teenage boyfriend claims that he's Jewish. <laughs> right. But that was it. Not but Little G... <laughs> this is great. So Little G saw our clipboard of the checklist sitting on the coffee table and he reads everything that comes before him. He's at that point where he's just reading everything. And he watched Elf at his other house and came home and was and said he said to Anna, Elf doesn't acknowledge that non Christians exist. Yeah. So he's applying some of our standards to the world around right. him as well, and we're yeah. grateful. <laughs> That's wonderful. So I think we'll we'll incorporate some of these things into our next iteration of our checklist, but we don't want to make it too long. 
<laughs> there was some product placement. We saw some Folgers action. Someone opened a Hallmark card at one point. <laughs> In a Hallmark movie. In a Hallmark oh, movie. Interesting. There were a couple of Macs. There were some Macs. I was surprised. A lot of times they cover that up, but in some of them they were like, this is a Mac. Look closer. (laughs) I'm looking for you. Ah, Hitched for the Holidays. Oh, and it has Joey Lawrence in it. Hey! It's that guy. It's that guy. Yes. Okay, Hitched for the Holidays 2012, Joey Lawrence. Sorry. That's Jewish, Jewish heroine. I'm okay. looking forward to it. Yeah. Great. We'll see what we can get for the library now that it's not they are airing all the time season. Yeah. What's What else did we want to cover? So we want to talk about reader's advisory. That is to say, yes. sometimes we have people, at least those of us who serve grown-ups, <laughs> who <laughs> are like, I really like those movies, but I want to read some books that are like those movies. So take it away. So the very first one that I'm going to tell you you should give a go is Debbie McComber, who publishes Mm -hmm. a Christmas romance every year. She has had some of them adapted into movies. Mm, Where does Debbie live, Aline? Say that again. Where does Debbie live? Debbie lives in the Pacific Northwest. She is also Mm -hmm. a knitter, and she always throws out the first pitch at Stitch and Pitch Night at... (laughs) Safeco mm-hmm. Field, <laughs> when the Mariners are usually playing the Kansas City Royals. In case you were and wanting if, a little backstory. <laughs> if you really love her, I believe that they turned an entire island off the coast of the Pacific Northwest into the, the town from her book for like a weekend a year. Awesome. For That's really cool. To go. Yeah. Is there's like a super, super fan base for her books. Okay, so Debbie. Are her books um, sexless? Her books are pretty darn clean. Mm-hmm. They are of a, a spiciness that is on a par with a Hallmark movie. Okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Corey, do you have any on the tip of yeah, your tongue? Yeah, so the ones that came to mind immediately, there's a series by Shannon Stacy about this sort of tiny little mountain town i think it's in colorado and it's a family there's an inn what (laughs) and there's a bunch of them they're very short they have that sort of that same sort of uh, snacky potato chip appeal as a hallmark movie i liked those the bella andre books there's a whole bunch of them about a family in San Francisco, and those are sort of like fast and curious, not oh, super high, not super high drama in terms of like the stakes are not super high in them, um, which I think is kind of nice. They're definitely spicier than a Hallmark movie. And then I am going Many to try to remember this are. series. Yeah, I'm going to try to remember this series. Okay, and actually, Aline, I don't know if you've read these, but you would love them. The Alice Clayton has a series called, uh, the the books are called Nuts, Cream of the Crop, and Buns. Okay. (laughs) Are not, it's the Hudson Valley series. They're not anywhere near as like, there's there's some sex in them, but they're not anywhere as dirty as is implied by the cover or 
the the titles. They're uh, yeah, or the titles. They're they're set in this little tiny Hudson Valley town with these like best friends from college all sort of end up there one after another for various reasons. And there's like the guy who's like has a nut grove and he's like a farmer. And then there's like a dairy farmer. Is that a euphemism? A <laughs> no. <laughs> so they're really sweet, small town. Like if you like Christmas in Evergreen and you're really into like, you know, shows like Everwood about people being cutesy in small towns, Gilmore Girls, that kind of thing. But you want like also there to be sex. The Alice Clayton series is is a really good one. You're and bringing Jill Shalvis to my mind, too. Jill Shalvis, yeah, was the last person that I was going okay, to say. Has, sorry. That one has sex in it. I've read those. Yes, they have uh, sex in them. And she does Christmas ones. Yeah. And there's cute animals in, like, all of her stuff. Yep, she has cute animals. And there are cute animals on her Instagram as well. And her daughter. She oh, has sorry, three that's daughters. Your, that's your, But you have one that's your favorite. <laughs> that's hilarious. So, yeah, so yes, definitely Jill Shalvis, too. Great. Did you have any uh, read alike, Anna? Oh, nope. Okay. Corey, did you I have more? I was going to say, if you want cutesy, cutesy lesbian novels, romance novels, the Belladonna Ink books are super adorable, but there's sex in them. I mean, yay, there's sex in them. But right. they're very, like, classic, short, cutesy romance novel, but there's only girls in them. This is awesome. And we at Bellwether Friends headquarters, as all of our listeners know, are pro-sex in our books. Right. We yeah, pro-sex we in our books. them that way. They're it's a little bit of a departure that we watch all of very the Hallmark movies with no sex. Well, we do yeah. spend a certain Least chunk before. of the time saying when they're... Well, no, it's mostly like when they're kissing at the end and then they're going back into their family, whatever yeah. it is. We're like, no, you yeah. should leave. You should stay out in the car yeah. or you should. Right. Yeah. That was yeah. my favorite part of the Christmas getaway where they're stuck in the cabin together. So she's like, run. Up, she like goes off the road and he comes to get her and they're they've had a couple of near miss kisses and they're about to kiss and it's at the end of the movie and someone comes up with the tow truck and they're like you know what let's kiss anyway real quick <laughs> that's awesome yeah that, that was, was good. the best part what else anna do we have anything we would like to see next year gay ones we, yeah we want to see gay, gay ones. ones we want to see people gay of color ones. we want to see gay people of people color, color. Gay people of color. Mm -hmm. This is not likely yep. to happen. Give but to me. don't make the sassy friend have to be the gay person and the no. person of color right. and the disabled no. person. No. Right. We want no. intersectionality, but we don't want you to try to populate your entire movie with one person that yeah, represents that would be great. every... <laughs> so one person does yeah. everything. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's the same thing we want from our books also. Yeah. Except the books have gotten farther, I think, than yeah. the movie. Yeah. This is what yeah, we want. Yeah, I just... Oh, I'll talk about it in Obsessions. I'll wait and talk about it in Obsessions. <laughs> no, we can talk about it now. So let's move on. Let's move on to our Obsessions. What's your regular obsession? Yeah, so my two, like, reading Obsessions right now are Oh My God, Check, Please, which has been my obsession for forever, but it's cutest webcomic in the world. It's the one and about now it hockey is players. being released by first second in a book <gasps> form. I can order Thank it for you, work. Thank you, Mm hmm. Thank you for a second. Love them. 
And so it's very exciting. And that is by a woman of color, amazing creator, writes it, illustrates it, does it's all out on the web for free. Oh, my God. Check, please. The best webcomic. It is about a gay Southern hockey player, Baker, who falls in love with the team. And um, yeah, it's super awesome. And then Rebecca Weatherspoon's Beards and Bondage series is the first one is Haven and it is a plus sized black woman and a like fully bearded lumberjack lives out in the woods dude and um there's a lot of consent and talk about what they need and their kinks and what? they're awesome. I like and Rebecca it's really Weatherspoon good. as a person on Twitter. I tried yes. reading one of the lesbian sorority ones, and it was not mm-hmm. my thing. And I know that I need to try something else by her, so maybe I'll try Beards. What's Beards your obsession? Bondage. My obsession. <laughs> my obsession is the movie Proud Mary. Hey, wait a minute! Ha! Huh. I got a their shared first. obsession. I got there first. We just saw it just mere hours ago. <laughs> Sadly, I heard I heard great things. Sadly, um, there were not very many people in the theater with us. Oh, sad. Uh, even on a Sunday when you know whoever could have gone, but we had fun. Um, the plot doesn't really matter. I don't think we were glad to see Taraji P Henson um, always r- running around, mostly dressed in a leather motorcycle jacket or other mm-hmm. leather jacket, mm-hmm. shooting mm-hmm. people. Yes. So, it's amazing. Yeah. It was set in Boston, so that was weird. It was really weird. We were like, <laughs> I was like, look, it's the convention center. <laughs> no, we had we had fun watching it. We had we had read something on Twitter that made us more excited to watch it, and we enjoyed what we had read on Twitter in on yeah. Screen. It was worth the it was worth. I the saw wait. that tweet. Yeah, <laughs> and it made me want to see the movie more. Right? It was. Can I? I'm not gonna say it. Can I be pre-obsessed with Black Panther? Yeah, absolutely. Or haven't even seen it. We're super obsessed. We with it. are. We are obsessed with the Black Panther previews that we see because we go yeah. to movies uh, frequently enough the to time. see them more than once, which is a lot of fun. So yeah, my uh, obsession is shared with Anna because we enjoyed this movie. And we want people to go see it too. We do. And there to go be more it. movies like it. Right. So she was a producer <clears throat> on it, Taraji P. Henson. She was. And um, I think that I enjoy movies where people shoot each other in cold blood much more when it's Taraji P. Henson shooting people. Yes. <sighs> yeah. It's not. Yes. It's not something that I would have. Uh, that I would pick for you without the draw of Taraji P. Henson. Right. But she can do whatever. That's fine. Yep. Any, we'll watch wants. her do whatever Anything she wants. So we're going to yeah. segue to our musical obsession because ever since we figured out we would have the opportunity to go to Proud Mary, I have been um, singing, humming, <laughs> mm-hmm. muttering the title song. So we will put Proud Mary on our musical obsessions playlist. And I was researching Proud Mary covers because as I have mentioned before I consider covers to be an awesome thing I have not had an opportunity to listen to this yet I'm hoping I can find something to put in the show notes if it is not on Spotify but my research turned up a cover of Proud Mary by Leonard Nimoy 
Right. Nice. So we're gonna that's we're gonna combo. investigate that, and <laughs> that is going to be my uh, my pre musical obsession. Great. Because I can't imagine not being obsessed with it. <laughs> Do you have one, Corey? So I live with a two year old. So most of my time is spent singing the alphabet song and Twinkle Twinkle Little Star over and over and over again. These are good songs. Mm-hmm. They're good. I'm super. So the best part is that when my son finishes singing the alphabet song, he expects everyone to clap for him over and over and over again. Great. <laughs> he goes, yay, Harlan, he says to you to prompt you to say yay, Harlan. <laughs> I do but, that too, uh, and I'm 47. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's. I mean, it's good to ask for the emotional validation that you need for sure. We're glad that he's getting that. Harlan has this book called What Is Punk. This okay. is really incredible, like history of punk, but in like rhyming claymation. It's super great, and he loves it. And there, the company, the authors that did it are about to do one called What Is Hip Hop, which is super cool. Like, just if you want to have kids' books about. Uh, history of music he loves it and so we started listening to all the bands that are mentioned in it so i've been listening to i love old school punk but like a very specific part of old school punk and so we've been listening to a lot of like x and the descendants and black flag and yeah i'm brainwashing my small child this is good um, we approve of that but we need you to pick a specific song if you can I've just been listening to a lot of The Descendants. Like, just put your Spotify on The, the Descendants. I don't know. The I don't know one? if I have a specific... All right. Yeah. I've just been listening to a lot of The Descendants, generally. I let Spotify make my... Okay. Yeah. I'm All not right. good at having a... I'm not good at listening to the same song over and over. Uh, mm, we are. Harlan is good at listening to the same song yeah, over and over. We, and right we're now... We're feeling a kinship with him today. Right now, he is obsessed with Dolly Parton's Wildflowers. All right. Yeah, that's Harlan's obsession. He's really that. mad when I. He's really mad at me when I don't just play it over and over and over again. Uh, he's, which is good taste, buddy. He's probably Harlan, right. He loves Dolly. He loves Dolly. Okay. As do we all. Can't right. hold a candle to you. <laughs> Speaking of songs we've played over and over again. <clears throat> Well, we made it. Hooray! We made it. So we will have a full list of the movies that we discussed on the show notes page. So that, because I know that we skipped around a lot. We could link to our spreadsheet. We might link to our spreadsheet. So that you can be like, which one was the one with the thing and the other thing? And it might be clearer from our spreadsheet. Or it might not. Which one was the one with the Christmas tree farmer? All of them. them. (laughs) We didn't even talk about the one one where they drank hot cocoa and Melissa Joan Hart. (laughs) Yeah, they drank. They didn't drink hot cocoa in so many of them. There wasn't even mistletoe in all of them. Hmm. No, there was not that much mistletoe. There was a lot of hot cocoa. There was a lot of caroling. Yeah, and a lot of tree lighting ceremonies. We haven't been a lot of tree lighting and a lot of decorating. There's been a Mm -hmm. there's a ton of decorating. There's a lot of like, I haven't even decorated for Christmas this year. <gasps> oh my god. The one with Anne Heche. So there was, not only was there a tree lighting ceremony, but she's like known as Christmas Carol because her name is Carol. And um, mm-hmm. this is the one where they have to destroy the library by Christmas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we gotta get that library she, turned like, down. <laughs> she's known for starting her Christmas decorating 
as soon as Thanksgiving dinner is off the table, and she really likes flocked Christmas trees. Or no, maybe he likes flocked Christmas. Someone likes remember. flocked Christmas trees, and we were like, no, stop. She really likes a certain kind of tree, and he buys the tree that she has set aside for her. No, or she causes an accident. He causes an accident where she loses her tree, and then he tries to buy her a replacement tree, and she's like, thanks, I'll donate this tree. <laughs> There was a lot of discussion of like right. whether or not Douglas firs, like the kinds of specific kinds of Christmas tree breeds that are available. Yeah, in the country music which is singer one, they they discuss yeah. Christmas tree breeds, breeds, mm-hmm. varieties. I don't. Yeah, yeah. And in fur crazy, which you guys have not seen, but oh, I can't believe we didn't it see it because title. Anna loves a pun more than anything. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks. Corey and thanks Corey's mom <laughs> <laughs> thanks Corey's family for letting her record in the room with you right uh, you can find us on twitter at bellwetherfriends b-e-l-l-w-e-t-h-e-r f-r-n-d-s you can find us on facebook and on tumblr we often post our episodes on facebook if you would like you could look us up on itunes and leave us a review I'm Anna, and you can find me online at Helga Grace, H-E-L-G-A-G-R-A-C-E. I'm Aline, and you can find me on Twitter at Surly Spice, S-U-R-L-Y-S-P-I-C-E. And I'm Corey, and you can find me at Helen's Twin, H-E-L-E-N-S-T-W-I-N. And our internet music was provided by Julie Jerkins. You can find her on Twitter at HiMissJulie, H-I-M-I-S-S-J-U-L-I-E. Bye! Bye!